0: Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 126. I'm your host Duncan McLeish and welcome to the show. On bonus episode 126 we're looking at a brand new horror release. Right at the end of the year here, cutting it close, cutting it fine, but just getting over that finish line within 2018 at the cinema. Uh, I got a chance to go and check out what was ostensibly a one day screening of a one movie showing screen actually in the UK of the upcoming Lars Von Tria uh, movie, a little movie called The House That Jack Built. So we're going to be doing a review on this episode. It will be spoiler and non-spoiler. Obviously, non-spoiler coming first, then spoiler. I do not want to at any point um, spoil this movie for anyone. So we need to keep this you know, kind of reserved. I know that this movie will eventually get a proper release. Um, and when it does, I want you all to go out and experience it for yourself. So I will give you in the non-spoiler review just my overall thoughts on the movie. A kind of superficial review, if you will, uh, without necessarily pinpointing on scenes or specific things within a movie that may have a negative or positive aspect. And on the other side of that, I'll be doing, like I said, a spoiler review as well which will go into a bit more detail Uh, this is a pretty hefty movie to unpack if I'm honest so yeah the spoiler section will be a bit longer than I usually do but that's for good reason Um, yeah so that's what we're doing on this episode we are trundling along now, it's probably worth noting that we did a slight change to the schedule this week. We're still putting at the same amount of episodes, uh, but we are going to re-record the Andy Loves Art House episode, which features review of Gaspar Noy's Enter the Void. So that'll be coming out on Saturday instead of the originally planned yesterday, uh, that being Wednesday. Instead, what we did was we brought forward our Puppet Master franchise retrospective, the final part, and that came out yesterday. So we are kind of bawdeep, Uh, mid stroke so to speak, into our releases for this week. This is, of course, a five-episode week. Of course, why not? And, yeah, you've already had some stonking episodes thus far still to come out, like I say, at the end of this week on a Saturday. Uh, This week, you will get the Andy Love's Art House episode two. Sunday, you will get the next instalment of our 88 films Italian collection series looking at Massacre and Dinosaur Valley and then we swing right into a double hitting of Monday, Tuesday so essentially four days back-to-back podcast under the stairs so be forewarned um, on the Monday we drop the Christmas horror episode featuring Ryan Lewis and we're going to be looking at Jack Frost uh, that recording was delayed due to um, illness on Ryan's side and I will be uh, honest it's recording this Friday after my Christmas party with my work so that one might be a bit of a Duncan is Talking gibberish episode so just be forewarned um, I'll make it festive if, if nothing else um, and then on Tuesday we drop the Baz-aversary episode the finale for Baz Baz leaving us and going off into retirement uh, like a horse that has has done its rounds and then is put out to pasture uh, before it gets the bolt gun to the back of the head you know what we're talking about it's a humane death for Baz a humane death for Baz so yeah we've got that coming up and then a ton of stuff as we lead up to Christmas Eve so shit coming from podcasts under the stairs can I thank you all for what has been a pretty tremendous December thus far download numbers fucking nuts interaction amazing it's great to see everyone posting what they're watching over December and um, it does bring a tear to my eye to see so many people just getting out there and reveling in the awesomeness that is horror in December Tons of shit out there for you to check out. So that is kind of awesome in itself. So yeah, let's do this. Let's let's get ourselves into the headspace of the auteur provocateur known as Lars von Trier. His new movie, The House That Jack Built, which played it can eh, to a 100 critics getting up and walking out and a 10-minute standing ovation at the end. So yeah... With a movie as polarizing as that, I wonder what I thought of it. We'll find out right after this.
1: Hello, this is the Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. (laughs) (laughs) The truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. (laughs) That's gotta go. (laughs) That's gotta go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies I am Richard who are you I am Brad the guy that's not Richard or Jeffrey or Simon that's right we have four people and we always talk at once except to each other Jeffrey lives up north Simon lives across the world Richard lives in penis Alabama hello this is the doom show is a proud member of the legion podcast network check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com you can check out more hello this is the doom show at Show.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com check for our amazon exclusive hello this is the doom show cookbook do you like hot dogs (laughs) we got them do you like mac and cheese we got it do you like cheddar we have it Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us. Wow.
2: It's a fine little house, Jack. Are you allowed to speak along the way? I was thinking there might be rules. Let me put it this way: very few make it all the way without uttering a word. But to carry on merrily, just don't believe you're going to tell me something I haven't heard before. <laughs> What was maybe a mistake? Me getting in this car with you. You might as well be a serial killer. Sorry, but you do kind of look like one. Take a look in the van, please, sir. I'd be a bad guy if I said no. Some people claim that the atrocities we commit in our fiction are those inner desires which we cannot commit in our controlled civilization. So they are expressed instead through our art. I don't agree. I believe heaven and hell are one and the same. The soul belongs to heaven and the body to hell. Think about all the things I've done in my life without in any way resulting in punishment.
0: And welcome back. So, this could be fun. Um out with Antichrist uh, for Baz v Halloween what, three years ago did we do that movie? Feels like a three year ago thing. Um, Lars von tree doesn't get much talk under the stairs. Uh, truth be told it's because he doesn't often wade into horror territory. He certainly did with Antichrist. Um, and you could argue that quite a lot of his movies take a dark turn but he never really goes full out horror um, which he certainly promoted when announcing that his next project was going to be this movie called The House That Jack Built. Now, it's listed on IMDb as a cross between a com- comedy, a drama and a horror, which is actually right on all three parts. This, um is a, I mean, if you want to call this a horror comedy, I think you probably can. Um, I laughed more times than I think is probably acceptable at a movie that features quite graphic death. Um So yeah, I I, I did a lot of laughing and a lot of giggling throughout this movie. So I'm really looking forward to chatting about it. Like I say, it has literally just been released um, with a one-day screening on the 12th. I think it gets a formal UK release tomorrow, Friday the 14th of December. And then I think if you're in the States, I think it gets some sort of VOD release pretty quick as well. So this movie is, is getting pushed out pretty fast right at the end of this year. Uh, it's directed by Lars von Trier himself it's based on the Jeanlin Holland story uh, also screenplay adapted by Lars von Trier uh, the cast here we have Matt Dillon playing Jack Bruno Gans plays Verge uh, Uma Thurman plays Lady 1 uh, Siobhan Fallon Hogan plays Lady 2 Sophie Grabole plays Lady 3 Riley Keough plays Simple Jeremy Davis plays Al Ed Spielers plays Ed the police officer David Bailey plays SP and Jai please plays man number two. There's plenty of other people in here um, in kind of very small roles. But um, yeah, let's do the synopsis for this one. I picked a less spoilery one, so uh, for obvious reasons. Um, so don't go to IMDb because they have a bigger synopsis there. And that one is spoiler AF. Um, and these people that write these spoiler AF sorted synopsises should be shocked. Uh, or synopsis or synopses, I don't know. Fuck, who knows? Um, the English language is hard enough before you start pluralizing it. Um, so yeah, the synopsis for here is The story follows Jack, a highly intelligent serial killer over the course of 12 years and depicts the murders that really develop his inner madman. Um, that is not a bad synopsis at all um, and we'll dissect it a bit more in the spoiler camp. So let's just delve into overall what I thought about this movie. Now, Lars von Trier is a polarising figure, to be sure, right, and let's be honest about that, the guy has won a lot of awards, but at the same time has, uh, uh, yeah, at the same time has developed a, a kind of love-hate relationship. Um, I first came across him through, it was Dogville, I want to say, and that's fucking years ago, um, so, you know, t- like, from, from that perspective, you know, when you're when you're checking out something that his name's against, and that's your kind of first entry into what he's doing, it's you know, it was an, a bit of an eye opener. And I haven't really, to be honest, delved further back from that. So, Dogville's really the first time I came across him. That came out, what, 2003, 2004, maybe? um And that was it. I, I then saw nothing by him until Antichrist, and I saw Antichrist on reputation alone. I watched Melancholia and I'm not a fan of that movie, Um, I keep meaning to revisit it but it just did not connect with me at all and I was not a fan of Nymphomaniacs Volumes 1 and 2, Um, I I think I switched off, didn't switch off but switched off during Volume 1 and I thought Volume 2 held my attention a bit more but I didn't think it was great. So this is his first movie in 5 years and the reason it's his first movie in 5 years is because he made a slight faux pas. It's like faux at Cannes where um, he was asked a lot of questions and he went kind of pro-Nazi in his answer uh, and may have heard the words I am a Nazi um, and the interview stopped there and everyone was as you can imagine totally horrified and he was banned he was banned from Cannes for what five years? That's, is that five years? Maybe slightly longer actually uh, and he's only recently worked his way back in. So yeah so that's him like made his appearance back now and like I say uh, the house that Jack built has um, received it's receiving high scores um, and but if you read reviews I read a lot of reviews when I got home last night the reviews are mixed to say the least and that's kind of where I come in on it actually uh, and we're going to swing at this right now. There's a lot to like about this movie, like a whole hell of a lot to like about this movie. If you're a fan of um, the psychopathy behind serial killers, you do any sort of research into serial killers, or you do any sort of of deep dive into documentaries, or you're a fan of serial killers in movies, like the good ones, then The House That Jack Built actually portrays a... a fairly realistic interpretation of a serial killer. Uh, A lot of the traits the character has are very much steeped in what you will read in books about serial killers, so they do that really really well. Um, I like the idea of the pacing and structure of the movie even though it is two and a half hours long and we'll get into that in the spoiler area about possible areas that you could chop stuff out. Now it's also worth saying, and I probably should have kicked this at the start here, uh, this was not the director's cut of the movie that I saw. Uh, in the UK they have cut, I think it's just over two and a half minutes of footage out for the general release. I'm going to assume that's mostly gore effects that have been removed, uh, or some of the stuff in the death. So what? while I would generally not like movies to have gore chopped out, I feel that if it's just additional torture of victims I'm actually not that aggrieved that it's not in here to be honest with you I thought the way this was put together was actually pretty fucking great so which brings me on to the compliment. I think uh, the use of, of real practical gore effects in this movie are kind of phenomenal there's a couple of scenes in it in particular where it is not Evident that that's a practical, you know, a special effect that's being done. You were thinking it, it would be being carried out on a real person. and um, Which I thought was, like, incredibly risky. Especially where you can see a lot of these things coming from a mile off. Because you, essentially, in this movie, occupy Jack's brain. Um, I will say the casting is brilliant. This is, in my opinion, hands down, the best performance Matt Dillon has ever done. Now, granted, uh, my... First interaction with Matt Dillon was through There's Something About Mary, and he's been in a couple of things since. Um, I've never been a huge fan, he kind of disappeared off my radar for the longest time until he did that. Uh, that oh, What was that TV show? Uh, the TV show about the town with the creatures all around it. Forgot what it is, Look, who cares? Who cares? But he was in that, and I thought, oh, it's interesting to see Matt Dillon back doing stuff. Um, He's perfectly casted in this. He's brilliant in this. Um, and maybe, and I'm going to put this out here, maybe what is he's definitely top five on-screen serial killer presences for me of all time. I just really liked it. He has a wicked sense of humour in this movie as well. The script is quite witty that way. Um, Bruno Gans, for the most part, in this movie is a voice. Um, and I think... Is a wonderful voice to listen to. He's got that right kind of thick continental European accent that just really just, and I love that. Uh, Uma Thurman, brilliant. And the rest of the the ladies in this movie are really well cast, really diverse as well. Uh, So yeah, I loved that aspect. Thought all that was done fucking brilliant and I was totally on board with that. I think the score to the movie is great, it's it's very playful, very very playful, Um, as well as the editing in the movie which is also very very playful and at times a slight bit repetitive but we'll get into that into the spoiler territory. Um, It's directed really really well, he's obviously got a, the, the, the thing with Lars von Trier when you watch a von Trier movie is that you get the story but you also get von Trier right and you have to you have to go with that, right? You have to roll with that. If he has opinions that generally put you off him as a filmmaker, then you might not totally get behind this movie because a lot of the dialogue that Matt Dillon puts forward about society is what he he meaning Lars Von Trier is pretty much. I've heard him say similar things in interviews, and that that's what makes the the performance really interesting it's like hearing Von Trier's voice through uh, Jack the character at times not all the way through it I'm obviously not saying that Von Trier is a serial serial killer but that aspect's really cool as well kind of negatives I think the movie is long it's two and a half hours I think there are a couple of repetitive use of certain scenes which I think could be chopped right down if not removed um there's a couple of dialogue heavy in the head sort of conversations which could be shortened if not some of them removed um and out with that that's really my negative complaints about the movie that's it i thought it was a fucking great movie i really got into it i really got captivated by it i've not seen a serial killer movie like this before one that encapsulates somewhere between, it's almost like this weird hybrid of something like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer um, meets American Psycho. It's somewhere in between um, in a way which makes me like wonderfully gleeful to watch. Uh, it's not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's not my favourite Von Trier movie that I've seen before. Antichrist will most likely hold that spot forever because that movie to me is a tour de force. Uh, and an experience you'll never forget. But I'd be lying if I didn't walk out just really with a spring in my step. Uh, myself and my buddy Dave went to see this one uh, at the cameo through in Edinburgh. And on, on the way home, I just, like, every couple of minutes, I was just like, and the movie did this really well. And it would chat with stuff there, but you know what else the movie did really well? And yeah, I, I, I really, really, really liked this movie. Really, really liked it. I can't wait to watch it for a second time can't wait to own this one actually I think I'd be really interested to hear maybe even a director's commentary where he spells it some more of what certain angles he was going for Um, and I think that's I think that's the that's where I fall on it to be honest with you I really want to spoil the movie so and I don't want to spoil it for you so I'm going to see just now the movie gets a 4 out of 5 I really like this one, I think on a second watch it might jump up to a 4.5 to be honest with you but it's a 4 out of 5, really like this movie, if you're into serial killer movies I think you can check this one out, I don't think, if you're into the kind of more Hollywood serial killer movie this might not hold your attention fully but you will see some stuff that that is really, you know, really well done within the genre. If you are into really bleak horror comedies um, and you've got Patience then The House of Jack Built can fall into that one as well. If you're a Vontria fan, you have to see it. And if you like your movies getting a little bit arty, getting a little bit preachy, then I would once again recommend the movie. I think it's, it's one of the more unique filmic experiences I've had this year. And when you watch as many movies as I do, you cling on to those unique experiences. I'm very glad that I saw it in the cinema. Um, although I can't wait to unpack it at home. This is a movie that works maybe even better at home yourself, just taking it in. So yeah. Four out of five. Right, let's spoil this. Now, please, 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 this is the spoiler warning. Um, I'm going to go into detail about quite a lot of this movie. I do not want to spoil it for you. I'm actually going to talk about the ending. And uh, as soon as we're in the spoiler territory, I'm going to talk about what happened at the beginning of this movie and how pissed off it made me. So, yeah, you're getting your warning just now. Spoilers are coming thick and fast in three, two, one. Right, okay, so you had been forewarned. This is us spoiling it full on now. So, yeah. <sighs> This movie started with half an hour interview with Lars von Trier ahead of the movie, right? So this guy, it's weird, because everything you read about Lars von Trier, he basically, he's apparently a manic depressive, you know, has fear of the public, he's very antisocial, massive anxiety problems and all the rest, but the guy clearly fucking loves himself, right? Clearly loves his work, right? Um, And and In a way which is borderline narcissistic. Uh, So you had this half an hour interview with him at the beginning, where not only in the interview did we see two of the kills from the movie, which pissed me off to no end, but he also revealed what the end, of, well he didn't reveal the full ending but he kinda said what happens at the end, well describes a bit of the end, and way where I was like that, oh no, why, oh no you did not, what the fuck Lars von Trier, um, really really kinda caught me back and I thought why has anyone agreed to this, for this to go put this at the end? you know if you want to stick around there's half an hour Q&A with uh, a recorded Q&A with Lars Von Trier at the end of this movie I don't know why it was at the start Um, and talking about like the ego there is a bit in this movie much later on where he talks about um, artist film and the screen starts playing clips of other movies all of which are Von Trier movies like literally just a highlight reel of Von Trier movies and I thought that's a bit that's a bit interesting. Um, so yeah, but let's get away from that at the moment. Right, so the movie's basically broke up into five chapters. Or what he calls five incidents. We're introduced at the beginning to Jack talking to a guy called Verge and we can't see it. it's in the dark, and what we very well what we realise very quickly is Verge is a voice in his head. So almost like if you imagine Mr. Brooks. In uh, Mister Brooks, we have the materialization of the voice inside Kevin Costner's head, played by William Hurt, and his name escapes me just now. Can't remember what he calls that guy. But when you've got that in that movie, that's the you know that's the interpretation of it. In this one, it's a voice, and the voice is Bruno Gantz and he is taking us on a journey to find out the elements of what has led to this so it kicks off with Jack basically saying you know I I don't know what to tell you um, I don't know what will shock you and um, Verge basically saying you know I've done this many times and nothing you can say will shock me so we get our introduction to Jack telling us the things that have led him to where he is now uh, through these five incidents so f- essentially five killings that he carries out in this movie now interspersed amongst all this is kind of high level conceptual conversations about art so imagine when you watch american cycle patrick bateman's talking about hugh lewis in the news or phil collins if you've ever read the book american cycle it goes far more into detail about how these albums were recorded the release schedules what suits people are wearing. What's happening in the news? A huge, huge scope of detail, massive amounts of detail. Imagine if you took that and put it against the poetry of William Blake, right, or the 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 kind of the different renditions through art of of God or the devil or hell. Um, so this is kind of how this movie does this. But it's like full monologues um, and and you know dialogues inside Jack's head. he explains that he's an engineer but he always wishes he was an architect but he was forced to become an engineer so he decides that he's going to build his own house really and i know what you're thinking right is this the house that jack built well kind of but not really because that is right in the back end of this story first and foremost jack is a serial killer um a serial killer with high levels of ocd which is a common trait in in serial killers uh, is the ocd like twitch muscle He is kind of socially uncomfortable as well, he doesn't really interact well with other people, he's a borderline psychopath, he has cut out some different facial expressions around his mirror which he has to emulate so he can pass off as a normal human being in conversation, so all this is happening as well. And then we follow him through these five events, these five kills, these five incidents. The first one being with Uma Thurman, a woman that he picks up on the road. And he's driving along and she is an obnoxious, pushy woman who kinda almost forces herself into the car and then is obsessed about talking about serial killers. Now weird he looks and what happens if he was a serial killer, well, he wouldn't get away with it. And Jack holds a massive amount of restraint during this this kind of meeting. And things don't work out too well. Um her car's broken down, they have to get a Jack repaired at a blacksmith who drives her out there, is going to leave her, but she demands to be taken back, takes her back. The Jack breaks again, and then she pretty much muscles herself into the car, and uh, Jack beats her to death <laughs> with the Jack. Um, yeah, and that's the beginning of our journey. Uh, they're just like the, the part of the brain that is trying to dissect why Jack does the things he does, while Jack himself aspires to a higher level of a uh, conception and the work he is doing his killings mean something more to him than Verge kind of pulling through it to say well maybe it's because you lacked love or you're looking for love maybe this void that you have here is it, you know in your person in your personality stems from something else but Jack's opinion is that he is an artist he's creating great art and through this creates the persona of this serial killer called Mr. Sophistication so he owns like a large freezer storage unit where he puts all his bodies in but he's obsessed with taking photos of them as well he starts sending these photos off to the kind of local newspaper under the tag Mr. Sophistication Sassy's so his first killing his second killing is this rather homely looking lady you will have seen her in things before at our house where he shows up and first claims to be a police officer which is once again a common trait by serial killers and she's not buying it because uh, he doesn't have a badge or anything so she won't let him in and then he kind of pivots the conversation to well it's not just that I'm a, you know, I'm not a cop I'm actually an insurance salesman and you know we did that to see if you were gullible insurance premiums and all the rest basically gets into her house kills her Um, in this prolonged weird way and the sense of humour is off the chart in these scenes really 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 funny wickedly fucking dark I mean wickedly fucking dark Um, as he kills her but doesn't kill her then kind of almost brings her back but then kills her Uh, and then the altercations that he has with his OCD and with the police to escape and all the while once again uh, Verge is talking us through these different events Death number 3 is something to behold ladies and gents. Um, death number 3 is of family which features kid death, also a flashback to his youth where he mutilates an animal, he mutilates a duckling. Um, now there's been an outcry about this, uh, that you know it's, I don't actually think it was a real duckling, I'd be surprised if it was. Um, weirdly, Peter in America has come out in defense of this, basically saying this is what serial killers do, so its portrayal on the screen should shock and horrify people, because this is what humans do to animals, I kinda see that point, at the same time, it was maybe one of the more disturbing things in here, beside the kid death? You want to talk about kid death in a movie, not only is there kid death in this movie, but there's then body mutilation afterwards, in a grotesque way which made me laugh so hard I thought a little bit of piss came out of my dick. And I am not happy that that happened. I'll be honest with you. I felt so uncomfortable watching this and laughing at it. Um, It's a wonderfully dark scene about hunting. Von Trier himself in his interview at the start talked about how he felt he brought something. As someone that has hunted animals before, how he felt he brought to this screenplay an accurate interpretation of what it feels like to hunt an animal and take a life. So the dialogue that Jack is saying is a lot of Von Tria's thoughts, but the way it's shot is designed that way as well. Um, it's one of the more darker segments, right along beside the next one, which he um, seems to have a girlfriend by this point. Uh, a really kind of... A woman of what who at first I thought was ill repute, but she's not. She's just very poor. And... Um, Jack calls her simple, the reason he calls her simple is actually as an insult because he thinks she's thick as fuck, which granted she is because she does not see what's going to happen to her, Um, at one scene here he starts drawing like surgical lines around her tits um, after confessing to her that he is a serial killer and she doesn't pick up on this and we get this wonderful scene where she almost gets away but he somehow manages to blag around the police, once again stuff that you read in serial killer books, this shit happens um and yeah he he cuts her tits off and we get to see the incision and it is one of the more alarming things in the movie because it looks real he cuts her tits off um we'll later find out what he does with the other one uh which is equally disturbing it's a prolonged scene where like verge has said that maybe it's love that you're looking for if you just find love then maybe it'll set you down and jack counters by saying well i did find love once watch and then you see what happens it's a deeply fucking disturbing scene a-, a wonderfully short thing meanwhile in between all these segments I've got to stress this in between all these segments there's like a 10 minute discussion on art um, and during the segments you see after he kills there's a discussion about art there's a discussion about addiction the way addiction affects anyone this idea of um, shadow and light between lampposts which I thought was a wonderful description it's not the most original ideas in the world what kind of did catch me off guard though is we then get some Nazi stuff flung in here so he starts talking about a very famous Nazi architect and we get a lot of shots of Hitler in here and I thought if this is your first movie Lars von Trier after all that Hitler controversy would you put him back in your movie would you put clips of Hitler back are you not just doing that to be this provocateur that you're known for and aren't you just in essence doing what the critics claim as a negative against you so it's worth noting that it, it felt weirdly like it plays to the rest of the movie which like I say discuss Blake uh, and the poems of Blake the drawings of Blake uh, and a very similar read to something like um, Red Dragon does and stuff So so we trundle on to the last one so by the end of this movie jack's mad right he's he's off his fucking rocket now it's the 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 difficulty for him to get his jollies off bust his nut over over death has come to the point that things have become absurd and he kidnaps five guys and puts their head in a row to test a nazi um technique when they were starting to run low bullets in the concentration camps Uh, What they would do is they would line people up together and then try and kill them all with one bullet So he decides to do this, but the bullet he has isn't right So he then goes out to try and get bullets, but the police are on him just now But for something unrelated to what he's done the police think he's committed a robbery Um, and he goes out um, Kills a guy viciously with a blade. It's fucking great Um, and then goes back and he's about to shoot these people and he then actually meets Verge but this is the first time in the story that Verge has met him so we realise once again that these are all flashback right up to the point that Verge meets him and this is where the movie will lose some people. I love the ending but this is where the movie will lose some people. Verge basically asks him about the house that he never built because he's so obsessed with building this house he never actually builds it. He's got so much OCD he never finishes it and um, the house is always going to be unfinished but he has this freezer full of dead bodies which he then constructs a house out of. Um, The assumption being that he constructs this house the police come in and kill him. The reason I say that is there's a hole in the ground in this house that's not in that room before and he follows Verge um, into what can only be described as the caves from the borderlands or the descent really uncomfortable and the camera style changes to this kind of guerrilla filmmaking sort of style as we follow our characters down through the Bills of the Earth into the Bills of Hell uh, which is where he ultimately ends up but he's not as bad as he thought he was when because there's an allegory here to Dante's Inferno and when he reaches what would be the most severe ring of hell uh, or circle of hell Verge tells him that this isn't where he's going, he's going to be too above it um, and interestingly at the beginning of this movie there's a conversation where they talk about the stairs down to hell and the reply is well if there's stairs down to hell there must be stairs out of it and that's what we see this bridge that's been broken on the lowest rung of hell and on the other side there's a staircase out of hell and Jack asks Verge if anyone has ever climbed roomed because the room's circular and it looks like there's footholds and handholds And um, Verge is honest with him and says that no one's ever survived No one that's ever tried to do it has ever survived They've never made it So it's up to him He can try it if he wants Or he can go up um, With him Back to his rightful place Two rungs up in the circles of hell where he will be condemned for all eternity. Which is weird because the movie propagates this position that Jack is a devout atheist, doesn't believe in any god or any heaven or hell or anything, even though we have religious conversations here. As Jack tries to crawl around the room he ultimately falls to his death into a pit of lava. Um, and that's where the movie finishes. Uh, I loved this movie, I really liked it, Love means five. I loved the experience of this movie, I don't love the movie. Like I say, some of these art conversations go on far too long and they use repeti- it's repetitive statements and repetitive shots of the killings he's done, um, almost as if Von Trier's kinda almost using these as kinda a way to connect up his ideas with what he shot in film and other ideas. It feels less formal and more stream of consciousness which can work in some respects but like I say it felt repetitive in parts and when you're sitting down to watch a two and a half hour movie I start to get a bit twitchy when things are you know kind of shots are repeated over and over again it kind of feels like are we just doing this to pad time out now and if your movie's two and a half hours long if anything you should be looking to cut out time. Um, that being said like I say the performances are awesome Dylan is amazing his execution of his lines in here his facial expressions and the way he deals out death in this movie is up there amongst the great serial killers in cinema I thought that was handled brilliantly I thought the women in this movie and I can see why he's getting a lot of attack just now from one side of the... It almost kind of feels like on some level a knee-jerk response to certain degrees of um, Me Too and feminism but I don't think that's what he's aiming for. Um, the women in this movie are not that... Well, they're not intelligent enough to work out what's happening and you could argue that that's him dumbing down these characters but true to life people very seldom know they're in the presence of a serial killer. He feels guys as well in this movie so... I will give him the benefit of the doubt on that aspect. I think, on top of that, as well, what you get is um, just a really wonderful variety of death in this movie and the mutation of a character who, who constantly is trying to push his boundaries as an artist, weirdly enough. Um, there are a couple of scenes that had me flat out tears in my eyes pissing myself and one of them is an OCD thing that he has to overcome in the movie where everything he touches he thinks he's left a trace of blood when he gets out the property has to go back and clean. It is wonderfully funny, I mean to the point where I was pissing myself and a couple of other altercations with characters did make me laugh. Like I say, there's a child mutilation scene in here which made me laugh and I probably shouldn't have. So it is a very funny movie in parts uh, it's very dark in other parts, like very dark in other parts, and I think the juxtaposition of both are done really well. Um, so yeah, I, I like. I'm kind of buzzing about this one. It's it's obviously not a it's not a top five movie for me. It's probably a top ten movie. I think it's comfortably in my top ten for the year. And I recommend that if you are looking for a different experience, you check this one out. Um, if you don't like it, I. You, I can't. I won't be able to sway you, and I won't argue with you either, because Von Trier is that guy, very polarizing. He's like Gaspar Noé as well. These kind of auteurs of kind of art house cinema are not for everyone, and nor should they be. And certain movies that both directors have put out, I, I don't like. So nor should they be. They should appeal to people that appreciate that specific art form, that specific art story, uh, and not the the wide populace. Um, I don't think uh, Von Trier will ever make a super popular movie. I think the closest he ever got to it was uh, Melancholia. I think that's the closest he'll ever get to it. I don't think he'll ever do that, and I don't really think I ever want him to. I think what I want from him is to go out there and continually push the book on what he can do and what, how far he can push cinema. Because I think in a lot of respects, there are flashes of pure genius in this movie. Um there's a bit too much of his own personal voice in the art conversations that can be stripped back but yeah I loved this one I I cannot wait to watch it again Um, loved the experience really liked the movie it's 4 out of 5 that ladies and gents is the house that Jack built right final break when I come back I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this You're listening to The Podcast Under The Stairs. And you've been listening to The Podcast Under The Stairs. This has been bonus episode 126, looking at the house that Jack built. The new Lars von Trier movie, which, like I say, I think it's getting limited cinema release as of the 14th of December, maybe? I don't know. I really don't know. And I heard some rumbling somewhere that there is a a kind of cut version making its way to VOD in the states this month I also heard a bit about the that came out from IFC playing it fully uncut and as a result of that the director's cut version of it's been delayed in the states I don't know when it's coming out in the UK but I'm looking forward to catching it when it does So yeah we got through that one, felt good to get through that one um, and yeah Podcast Under The Stairs will return to you ladies and gents on Saturday for Andy Loves Art House which means we're talking about another really fucking long movie. Uh, End the Void's about two hours and 45 minutes long. And uh, you'll be discussing that with Andy. Sadly, this will be the second time we're recording this. So it might not be as fresh and zappy as the first recording. But I'm actually thinking it'll be maybe a bit more focused on the movie. Uh, this time round. Because we've had a bit of time. A bit of time to... Uh, remunerate. Uh, our ideas that we put out Our theories on the movie and stuff So it'll be interesting to see how that conversation goes That episode is out on Saturday On Sunday it's 88 Films Italian Collection Review Looking at Massacre in Dinosaur Valley On Monday it's uh, Jack Frost Fuck you guys With um, Ryan Lewis for my Christmas Horror Movie As part of Listener Choice December And then Tuesday it is The Baziversary episode The finale to the The Baz all hail the mighty Baz! So uh, it's going to be tots and mush. So gear yourself up for that. There's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs. As always, I say come across and check us out on Apple Podcasts. Come across, you sexy sons of a bitches. Uh, leave us a um, well subscribe to the feed first. Right, that's first and foremost. Subscribe to that feed. That way you get the shows as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue of Teapot's content. Leave us a rating and a review. Rating's super important. If you enjoy what we're doing here, and you listen to us on that platform, give us a five-star review. It really does help us because it pushes up the iTunes ratings for us. It's been a while since we had any stars over there, so if you get a chance, give me a Christmas present. The Christmas present of five stars. Leave us a review as well. It takes seconds to type in. I'm always pushing for these things because I think it's super important. I can do my job to sell my podcast but it's me basically talking about how good I think my product is and no one wants to fucking hear that what they want to hear is from people that actually listen to this show so if you listen to us on iTunes and I know plenty of you do uh, go and leave us a review it's your words to new listeners eyes to tell them why they might like what we do under the stairs Uh, you can check out the show on Stitcher Smart Radio SoundCloud, Google Play and the TuneIn app still trying to work on that fucking uh, what's it called the fact that I've forgotten it it rings volumes because yeah spotify uh, that's the word i'm looking for spotify i don't know what the fuck's going on with that i did ask and they never got back to me so i'll keep pushing that until we get that through but uh, yeah try to get on spotify as well branch out a little bit uh, visit our website teapotscast.com. um on that specific website there is a merch tab you can click that or go direct to the merch page it's tputtscast.bigcartel.com You can buy posters and enamel pins over there. I can also reveal success, the Ween t-shirt campaign that we posted in the show notes was a success and will be going to print so a lucky minimum of 10 people will have said t-shirt. I am one of them, I'm supporting this t-shirt this time around, can't wait for it to arrive and can't wait to wear it because I cannot wear anything with my face on it, fucking refuse to do it but there was success there, congratulations to everyone involved in that campaign. Uh, Some of the money that we make off of that is coming right back in to make sure we do what we do under the stairs. So thank you very much. The other ways to get in touch with us, there's so many these days. uh, Let's talk about social networking. Let's talk about Facebook. We have a group page. It's fucking phenomenal. We're sitting at 592 people, I think. 592. On there, so almost damn near 600 people, so close, so tantalising close. It'd be great to hit 600 before the end of the year, but I'm a, I, I am a realist. I know how difficult and long it's been to get to this level. That maybe getting eight more might be, might be a challenge. But uh, yeah, you can join our group page. It's a brilliant community page where people talking about the movies are watching, what they're up to. We post uh, polls for things that we might be doing on here. People post polls just in general for you know. For answers to questions there's movie trailers memes you name it it's all over there everyone's super respectful to each other as well which is the moment i like a proud father say that you know it's the best thing that's committed out doing this podcast is a community that we're built up around it everyone's fucking great so yeah that is uh what's that again that's facebook.com forward slash t- groups forward slash tbutzcast we also have a facebook page That's where the live streams happen, the Thursday Thursdays. We post the shows there, but there ain't no proper interaction. It's just more a formal page, so if you just want to know when the shows are out and don't really want to get involved with the rest of the group and stuff, which is fair play, um, facebook.com forward slash Cast. So there we go. Interact with me and the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at Cast. Right, folks, I am out of here. Thank you very much for spending your Thursday night or maybe even your Friday morning or maybe even later, God knows when you'll hear this episode with me listening to me rabbit on about this little movie called The House That Jack Built. Um, we are back in two days time and until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off.
2: This is a house that Jack built y'all. Remember this house. This was the land that he worked by hand.